Welcome to the podcast. This is the Dance PT podcast, hosted by moi, Jenna Cantor, performer, hachikapow, and physical therapist. In our interviews, we will dive into all the things that can regularly help you. That's right. As a dance physical therapist with your patients. That's right. Please note that the purpose of this podcast is entertainment and is not here to replace any medical advice. That being said, we are all here to support each other, which leaves me at the most important message I want to leave you with. You are enough and never change yourself for anyone. That's right. You heard me. Be you, and that will enable you to help others the best way possible. Let's end with more scatting. That's right. Jenna out. There's no countdown. We're just live. We are here for the interview. Everyone, let's please welcome Alyssa Arms, who is coming on to speak about swing dance, physical therapy for swing dance. And what's really great is, as I said, that the slobber and drool swung out of my mouth. Yes. Isn't that great? Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. So excited to do it. Yeah, we met at CSM two, three years ago. What was it? I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> she, she treats dancers and she's an, a fantastic clinician. She has an outpatient ortho practice and people love her. And then she also works at a school where she teaches wound care. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So she's a dancer physical therapist she's a teacher a different type of triple threat you guys different type of triple threat <laughs> so everybody please say hey Alyssa uh even if you don't know or just share the love hello Alyssa we're just really I'm, I'm so grateful hello. I'm here I want everybody to note that her hair is always on point and you should, like seriously always on point. <laughs> her her hair like this is this old thing oh this old thing yeah that's Alyssa's hair Oh, oh my God. It's amazing. You have to be ready for hairography at any point in time. You know, I agree with that. Just putting that I out there. I do, though, I, do, though I do tend to lean towards the ponytail because that um, is where, you know, you haven't washed your hair. <clears throat> uh, it, it still looks great. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about swing dance. And what's really cool is you said something to me when we were planning this, that there's like a hundred different styles of swing. Yeah. So basically with swing dancing, if you're looking at the true like families of swing, there's maybe like a dozen ish, but there are so many regional variations of it that as soon as you start getting into those variations, you're looking at probably a hundred, 120 different individual styles of swing dancing. Oh, wow. That's, that is so cool. I never knew that. I I just grew up knowing about west coast and east coast swing that's Mm -hmm. it yeah yeah and the main kinds that are still popular now are things like lindy hop balboa shag the lindy charleston jitterbug rockabilly west coast swing east coast swing those kinds of things those are the main ones that people still really do much of um but yeah they have all of their different variations 
I love it. I love it. And what I've seen that you still dance. I know you still dance. What dance do you do? I do West Coast swing specifically out of any of the swing dances. Oh yeah, you guys should um, see she's so hot. She like and then I do a little bit of salsa and then I still do, you know, ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop, that kind of stuff. But <laughs> yeah, uh, the West Coast swing is my primary thing at this point. Yeah, it's awesome. And you compete too, right? Yeah. You still compete? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. So at, at one point I was traveling pretty much every other month around the country to compete. In Colorado, we have three competitions, four competitions every year that I usually do and even work at sometimes treating the dancers while I'm there um, right. and competing, which is insane. Uh, and then they actually have competitions all over the world every single solitary weekend. So one of my goals in life is to do maybe like a mini vacation and hit different competitions a couple weekends in a row. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Dude, you've got this. All right. So I want to first start regarding vocab. So when we're going to be yeah. talking about like major generalistic vocab for swing, um, would you mind switching to, yes, you guys, I'm nodding. This is correct. She has a camera too. Would you mind switching to camera two where we sure. can get a full body view as you demonstrate some steps. And Andrew, Andrew uh, Gillahan said the most true statement. It's probably regarding your hair. Hairography. <laughs> I think I saw it pop up then when I was saying, you know, you have to be ready. <laughs> Absolutely. Always be ready. <laughs> All right. So uh, for those who are just listening to this in the future, she just know she literally has a camera too where we get are seeing the whole body. So would you mind, I don't even know where to begin with questions on this because it's not my vocab. I speak plie tendu, ballet yes. terms. So what are some of the basic steps with swing that just like you got to know? Yeah. So when it comes to swing dancing, you really have a variety of options. Like we said, there's a ton of different styles of swing dancing. A lot of them have the same basic skeleton to them though. So whether you're looking at Lindy Hop, uh, Jitterbug, or West Coast Swing, it's usually a six count basic, sometimes an eight count basic pattern that's done to four, four count of music or 12 bar blues. And so with some of this, you know, in some styles it may look kind of bouncy, bouncy rock step, or it can be a step, step, rock step, or in West Coast Swing, we actually smooth it out a little bit so it looks really smooth and placed. In a lot of the styles, it's also a rounded dance, so you're in a circular pattern dancing with your partner. So you could be traveling this way and then you change your pattern and go that way and then go that way. In West Coast Swing, it's a slotted dance. And so it just stays forwards and backwards, almost envisioned like you're on an airplane trying to dance in the aisle that goes down the center. So you're trying to stay in this really slotted pattern and you may vary it sometimes just for something exciting, but you basically live in this slot. So it's like you're breaking the rules a little bit when you go off out of your lane. Exactly. I like it. I like it. I like it. The other thing that's really important with any of these swing styles is that partner component. So a lot of them are doing some sort of connection at the hands and or on the body that give you an influence. So if you think as a physical therapist, when we're doing manual cueing for our neuro population or MSK population, for example, and saying, you know, lean into this shoulder, I'm going to lean into that. The, my partner is telling me the exact same thing. So if I feel that there, I'm trying to give them connection into that point. If they give me pressure back on my shoulder blade, I'm making sure to fill that connection with my shoulder blade being pulled back. 
Um, so it's always about expanding into the leader's space and the leader kind of helping compress into it a little bit or vice versa. So we're constantly feeding off of one another because of that manual cue that is happening. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. So you can't really do a cooties thing. Uh, it's it's not really good for social distancing six feet yes. apart. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. What else? What else? And I, well, I know, what else? let's talk about some of the basic steps. We're going to talk more specifically about West Coast Swing, just because that is um, sort of the smoother version. It's the version that stays in the slot and is my favorite kind, obviously. So we've got a couple of basic patterns. For leads and follows, it gets really interesting because we are very dominant to a specific side, depending on what your role is. So for our leaders, whenever they're starting a step, they step back on their left foot. And when the followers are following a step, we start forward on our right foot. And that's just sort of the given convention for the style. So what I find happens is pattern injury for followers and leaders also tends to have a side because we're more dominant on one side in the style of dance. Mm -hmm. So for example, for a follower, I would start with right foot, left foot, triple step, triple step. So it's a walk, walk, triple step, triple step. And then the leader would be the mirror image of that, starting back on their left foot first. Um, and it's just basically building off of that. That is the most foundational step that everything else is built off of. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the, the gist of it. That's amazing. Thank you so much for demonstrating. All right, can we go back to camera one? Camera one, over and out, camera one. <laughs> As you transfer over, oh, God, it's camera one. Why isn't on camera one yet? Oh, my gosh, why are we on camera one? There we are, camera one. <laughs> my production crew is social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. Oh, I'm dorking out. I love pretending like I'm on a film crew because we all are famous and we all are enough. That's right. Okay. So now that we have those steps and everything, could you go into, let's just dive into the entries you've seen for swing dancers. Yeah. So a really common one is shoulder and neck stuff. So another piece of particularly West Coast swing, but a lot of the swing styles, there may be turns, dips, drops, things where you really are relying on that connection with your partner and you may be in a more vulnerable position. So whether you're the one leading it or the one following it, you both have to have proper technique and etiquette with it so that no one gets injured. Mm -hmm. So if a leader is leading spins up overhead and they're either not having proper technique and doing something funky like leading with their shoulder instead of kind of staying in this little halo. Oh. Um, or if the follower is like grabbing onto their fingers rather than kind of cupping around it a little bit, um, that can cause a problem cranking on someone's shoulder. Um, in the leans, dips, drops, because it's a body weight supported move. Again, if it's not proper technique on either person's part, that's a lot of weight that you're suddenly responsible for mm. um, and having to control. So back strains, hip injuries, that kind of thing. Um, with women, I particularly see more left-sided SI joint dysfunction because of the sidedness of our pattern that we're constantly doing. And then the other thing that's interesting with the style of dance too is because of that 
uh, sidedness with things and the way that we do movement. So it's called contra body. You're trying to bring opposite shoulder towards opposite hip. So there's this natural kind of twist. Uh-huh. The leaders tend to twist one way more and the followers tend to twist the other way more. And so like I'm really strong and dominant twisting towards my left, but trying to go towards my right, it's like I, I feel more resisted and that kind of stuff. And I find that I have more things along that sling um, twisting that way that don't work quite as well as the other direction. So it's really important working with West Coast swing dancers and, you know, swing dancers in general to make sure that we're staying even with our interventions and strength and that kind of stuff, because odds are good. We're biased towards one side or the other, and it'll be different in different body parts. Oh, wow. That is super interesting. Mm -hmm. I love that. What uh, any research that you've come upon that's more, you know, out there that you found uh, to be pretty interesting and applicable for swing dance? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting looking for swing dancing stuff. So there really isn't much, unfortunately. Um, I did find, so it's not specific to swing dancers as far as injury and that kind of thing, but utilizing elements from swing dance or other kinds of ballroom and partner dancing as an intervention for people. So there actually is a proposal that was just submitted in December of 2019 for a doctor of physical therapy candidate, I do believe, as sort of their capstone project. Yeah. They were looking at utilizing ballroom dance and specifically using things like waltz and swing dancing to improve balance. And they did it as a case study with one individual, I think, in her 40s. Or no, sorry, she was this one was 26. She's a non-dancer who had balance deficits and utilized this and actually found that using things like the best test, her balance did improve afterwards. And then there was another study that was also part of an undergraduate research project that's like hundreds of pages long and extraordinarily thorough. But they actually used swing dancing for folks along the autism spectrum as a way to improve their social abilities and kinesthetic abilities and actually found some really good results from that. So it's it's neat to see that using this dance style can also be a form of therapy and even a form of a home exercise program for people and not just a style of dance that we do. I love that so much. I've actually spoken to some student physical therapists who want to work with non, like essentially maybe even like the older population, geriatric, and and incorporate dance therapy. So learning this is really great for those people I've connected with because the, especially if that's some, I mean, it's not solid, solid research, but it's something, you know, we'll take what we got. Exactly. exactly. Uh, it is, is, is really cool. I like that that's yeah. uh, shown to be a good option so I've far. Even seen it too where like we have a community here in Denver where it's a group that's called Dancing with Friends and it's a woman who started it who's a West Coast swing dancer primarily and she was first working as sort of a caretaker and personal assistant to folks with disabilities primarily assigned to a woman with cerebral palsy who's wheelchair bound and she started getting involved with other people with different disabilities and it became this entire dance troupe of differently abled people who learn a wide variety of dance styles and incorporate things like West Coast Swing and they'll go around and perform and they always perform at some of our competitions here locally and always make me cry every time I watch it. Um, (laughs) But it's amazing and it's so cool and you see how excited they are and it's a way to get them to work on strength and balance and coordination and all of these things and it gives them such benefit on so many 
different levels um, just by using dance as the intervention. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's so wonderful. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's incredible. Um, what have you experienced any injuries yourself as a West Coast wind dancer? Which ones have you had? Yes, I have had a variety of things. So <laughs> I've I've done a couple of things to my neck. One was self inflicted, and the other was not. Um, so w one that I've done to myself is actually with the hairography. Anyone who has seen me do West Coast swing, I do lots of hair flips, and sometimes there is technique to proper hair flips. Yes, there um, is. So I've basically given myself whiplash because of that, um, because I did not do it appropriately or warm up appropriately. And then I also got a bit of a whiplash effect with a dancer who forced me into a move that I was not comfortable with. And it just jerked my neck and didn't use great technique in leading it. Um, and so, you know, got injured from that. And I've seen that multiple times with some different followers. Um, and then I've tweaked my knee because the floors are different. I mean, like for any style of dance, you get whatever floor you get. And some of them are stickier floors or we call them slower floors. And then faster floors are the really slick floors. You calling me slow? Right? <laughs> so, and what we do is we actually dance in suede bottom shoes. And so what you can do is either brush the suede to make it more rough or make it wet and that makes it really rough and stick more, or you can slick it down to make it move more quickly. And so you can modify the bottom of your shoe to match the dance floor that you're on or trying to better match it so that you don't tweak your knee or ankle or something like that because you just got stuck on a turn. Um, and then randomly enough, I've also hurt my toes sometimes until I switch shoes. So it's very typical to wear very strappy shoes. And for women, it's often like a one and a half inch heel that we're dancing in, a chunky heel. But with the really strappy shoes, I actually would find that my toe would sneak out of the straps because it wasn't quite in the right spot. And so my toe would stay planted as I went for a turn, but the rest of my foot and shoe would move. So I've done some wonky things to my toes because of that. And then one of our commenters here made a great point with West Coast Swing 2. It is an improv style of dance. So you go up like in competition, for example, or social dancing, you go up and you meet the person maybe for the first time, have never danced with them before. And they start, nice you. And they start the music and then you just start dancing. And the idea is, you know, your technique well enough with your compression and extension and knowing your basics that you just start to dance. And so because of that improv nature, it's not like we've practiced, okay, so this next time around, I'm gonna do this dip so that you're ready for it. It's just, oh, he's leading me to dip. Oh, crap. Excuse me. Thank you. My coming through is oh. easy. Yeah, that's so interesting with the, the, knowing the improv nature of dance because I'm curious. I mean, we don't have a lot of research on swing. I'm curious about ACL mm. just because I remember this being a discussion when I was in school and they were saying, oh, yeah, you can get the ACL stuff, um, uh, injuries in, in basketball because you know, that the foot stopping and that sudden twist is unpredictable. Whereas with dance, they use as an example, we know what we're doing. It's a set choreography. But yeah, here we're here. I'm learning with West Coast Swing, the unpredictability of it. So I'm I'm just curious. I mean, it may not be intense enough to or high impact enough for that to really happen. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I have known some people who have injured their knees like ACL tears 
um, doing West Coast Swing and some other styles of swing too. You know, some of the other styles like Lindy Hop and that kind of stuff are more improv as well, at least in some aspects, whether it's social dancing or certain forms of competition. Um, and then some of the styles are more set where like everybody knows, okay, I'm, we're doing a Shorty George next. Okay, we know what a Shorty George is. And it, some of the styles, they actually talk to each other as they're dancing. Um, but for West Coast Swing and that kind of stuff, it's completely improv. And so, yeah, I mean, if you're just not prepared for it or you don't have the technique to support it, something like dips, drops, lifts, turns, any of that kind of thing, that's when someone's really going to get hurt. You know what I always think of when somebody says West Coast Swing? Many years ago before I was married, many years before that, even being single, whatever you want to call it, like I was visiting my parents in California and my parents were very into West Coast Swing. They're actually really good. And my mom, whatever she gets into, she wants me to get into. So she, as like a little present, she hires like one of her friends, a West Coast Swing dancer to come. I didn't know. I, I was just like, uh, you know, and she tells me I'm still in my PJs. Like, I just don't care. Mm -hmm. And, and so ding dong, I go, Jenna, she's oh Jenna, this is, you know, and this, it's one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, so gorgeous. I was just, you know, and so mom comes up, you know, and I was like, mom, what did you tell me? Like, what the hell? You know, he had a girlfriend, whatever, but he still was that good looking. Like, how dare I look how mm -hmm. I did? And so, like, I remember, like, try to, like, not be as crappy as I did, like, less crappy looking. And and so I learned a little bit of West Coast Swing. But it was a very, like, it, it was it was stressful. He was too good. He was too good looking. Too good looking. Struggle. Extremely, like, so, uh, I mean, I could have gotten injured. So you have to be careful, too. If you're dancing with someone too good looking, then you're going to be distracted and get hurt. Exactly. Injury risk. So I don't know why this made me think of this, but another <laughs> random thing that I've seen people get injured from is say, so you've got the leader who's leading whatever pattern is going to be happening. And then the follow follows it. The idea is that the leader gives the suggestion or recommendation of what's going to happen next. And the follower decides how to interpret that according to the music that they're hearing and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so it can go haywire quickly if there's not good communication or if people have a different perspective of what their skill level is or that kind of thing. And so I've seen things where maybe a leader doesn't pay attention and they're spinning somebody and they don't notice that there's someone behind them and they spin them into them. So people getting elbowed, um, people getting stepped on with heels. I've had friends who are out for the night because they, they got stepped on with a heel on their foot wow. Like wow. over the arch of their foot and causes major pain or during turns, if the follower doesn't have good um, technique with it and their elbows in the wrong spot, i I've been guilty of it. I've accidentally elbowed somebody in the face before. Oh, it sucks. Um, and you're just like, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot to it. Even some of those like incidental things that happen. Absolutely. Joel, Joel is saying it must be Joel T. That must be a famous oh, West yeah, Coast swing dancer. I Joel. <laughs> is Joel a, a very good looking swing dancer? He is. he is. We have quite a few of them. So easily distracted, I suppose, <laughs> while you're out <laughs> Yeah, I, I would be at right be like, oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Anyway, for the record, I'm blowing my nose. Yes, you guys, it's allergy season. Okay, come on. Give me a break. All right. Now, I want to dive into 
I want to dive into therapeutic exercises. Now, I want to go beyond. We're going to make assumption as we go. Please switch to camera two. So as we switch to camera two, I would love for you to go into the more functional exercises. So this is beyond clamshells, beyond squats, beyond all those bridges, you know, planks. We are like at function time. This is where the money is at. So I would love to see some of your exercises, two, three, or 20. No, two to three is great. Um, <laughs> uh, exercises. Because <laughs> because uh, people are always asking about exercises and a lot of exercises are from our own personal creativity. So mm -hmm. would you mind sharing away and sharing your thought process with them? Yeah, for sure. So some that I really like to use, particularly for swing dance and some of these partner dance ideas. So we talked a little bit about uh, the sort of twisting nature of what we're doing because we're always chasing this kind of contra body position um, that gives it that kind of like real more you know sexy yes. and I love not like this robot type thing happening um, so because we're always doing that i like doing rotational exercises or anti-rotation exercises so whether it's something like having a theraband and having them just do uh you know like the paloff press where we've got a band attached out to the door or something and so it's an anti-rotation or you can do a rotational component to it so that you're pulling away from the door where it's anchored. Um, there are also variations using TRX straps if people have that, where when it's anchored, I actually will get them in this kind of split weight wide tandem. Oh, that's smart because then they're in parallel, so it hits balance too. Mm -hmm. That's so great. They do, they're holding onto the TRX here, and then they're letting their body twist and they're leaning out against it. So if I actually had it set up here, um, I would be out at an angle away from the wall with my head out this direction. And then I have to use those muscles and that entire sort of wrapped chain to pull myself back up. Oh, cool. So I really like incorporating some of those rotational type exercises to both directions and making sure that we're equal. Um, another one that I really like for rotational stretches, if I were to lay down on my side, so imagine I'm lying on the floor here, I'd have my knees bent to kind of lock my pelvis into place. And then doing these stretches where you can either come across and try to get your shoulder down and get a nice stretch or doing sort of up and around and coming back. And then if you play with your hip and knee flexion position, you'll actually lock out different portions of the spine so that you're getting that stretch higher or lower and even into the hip and into the ribs. So that's a really nice way to work on some of the mobility component with rotation. Which is great because our hands can't always be on them. So I'm always looking for that. Like how can, how can you mobilize yourself? I think that's great. Yes. And I, I mean, I do these exercises myself a lot and find a lot of benefit in it and even find that when I'm working on these more consistently and then I'm up dancing consistently, I just feel much more stable and in control and not feeling like one way I have more control and the other way I feel like I'm more restricted. Um, Cause that's usually when, you know, the next morning I might be a little bit sore because yeah, yeah. Um, so rotational stuff is really important. And then the other piece that I really like to work on with people is some unilateral stability with things. So there are a lot of things, whether it's the leader who maybe they're leading a dip or something and they have to go into like a lunge type position or even into a squat type position. 
And then for the follower, when we're doing some of those moves, you end up sort of in like this pitched single leg, you know, my weight is off of this other foot. I'm in a single leg squat and even dipped down further because my partner is supporting my weight. So doing things where it's like a unilateral with a slider or something, doing squats in different directions and doing like the star patterns, um, doing uh, single leg Russian deadlifts to get some really good glute max and glute lead and balance component and just a lot of core work because we're doing so much where we're spending time on one foot or we're doing a lot of that twisting stuff and getting in some weird positions where having good core stability is just crucial. Um, and then the other weird thing for the followers in particular is for turns, we almost, if we do one-footed turns, they are almost exclusively towards our right and it's an inside turn. And unlike most styles of dance, most things like ballet or jazz, where the idea is when you spin, you're up in a releve position as much as possible. With this, you're just floating your heel and I'm not providing my own power for it, but it's my leader who's turning me through it. And so you have to have good control of a very low releve or heel raise, maintain gluteus medius on that right side only, and you're only turning towards your right. Wow. That's so interesting. They're doing some, you know, unilateral, low level, low heel raise level uh, gluteus medius balance work is also really important. I love that. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, oh, yes. Hey, a lot of beautiful girls. Uh, yeah, duh. Girls are beautiful, too. And, and West Coast Swing, we know that. I mean, hello. Rands, oh, my gosh. It's so great having Rands on here because he keeps saying really good stuff and adding to the conversation. We see you and we appreciate you. It's yes. nice. It's nice. I like it very much. Hello, Westie. We, uh, we sometimes call ourselves Westies, among other oh things. Oh, my God. I love that. That makes me so happy. Hello, yeah. oh, Westie. You got to come and be interviewed on here at one point, Franz, then, for sure. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, are, are there any last things you might want to add uh, about West Coast Swing that I haven't asked before we say adieu? I think one other really important component to consider is not even from, you know, the, the training that you have or the technique that you're using, but West Coast Swing and other styles of swing dancing tends to have a lot of people who do it as a hobby mm. or just sort of a, you know, oh, I saw this cool thing. I'm going to go out and try it. It's not necessarily people who are heavily trained in technique or pursuing this as professionals or that kind of thing. And we also have a very wide range of ages, sizes, heights, you know, all of these different things that can, that participate with this style of dance. And so when you say, have somebody who's a West Coast swing dancer, it could be, you know, my friend who's 65 and it's just like, oh, it's just fun. I go out once a week and dance with my friends. Or it could be a professional who, you know, is out doing this every weekend practically for the year and competing and dancing and doing this all of the time. So really understanding their level of commitment and how far they are in technique training and that kind of stuff and encourage them that even if they are sort of that hobbyist dancer, that they are still a dancer, they are still an athlete and they still need to take care of themselves as an athlete does. And not just sort of say, oh, well, I'm an older person who just happens to be dancing or I'm somebody who otherwise has mobility issues, but I'm dancing and that's just normal. 
Um, so, you know, it's, it's an interesting group where people just kind of get into it and are like, okay, cool, I'm doing it. Uh, <laughs> but don't necessarily have a ton of time invested and technique that they've been drilling over and over. Absolutely. Actually, what are names? Could you give some famous names of swing dancers? I guess particularly West Coast Swing. Uh, yeah. So people can look them up if they wanted to see the style and become more familiar with that kind. And if you do know other styles as well, I would love to hear some names for that too. Yeah. So some people, like one who people might even recognize otherwise, Benji Schwimmer, he was the winner of the second season of So You Think You Can Dance. He and his entire family are really big in dance in general, um, but he's into West Coast Swing. His sister and cousin and I don't know who all parents all do all sorts of different things. So look them up. Um, they We also have people like um, Ben Morris, Cameo Cross, um, who's now Cameo uh, McHenry. Um, who else? Uh, John Lindo is always a fun one. He's somebody who is not who you would not think of as a typical dancer. He's, you know, six foot something. And I don't know how he's, you know, a bigger guy. Um, but he dances amazingly and is so much fun to dance with versus somebody like, um, oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Jordan and Tatiana Rance. Thanks for that reminder. How could I forget them? These guys are 14 time world champions in their division for West Coast Swing and recently retired from competition because they're just ridiculous and amazing. Um, but it's it's cool to just Google or go onto YouTube and search for West Coast Swing and find some of these champion level dancers and watch their routines or performances that are improv. And then just look for the more novice or intermediate level dancers in competition and be able to see that difference in the style and technique and that kind of thing too. Ooh, Rance is giving a lot of names. Okay. Uh, Jen DeLuca, Jessica Cox, Michael Kielbasa. Now I want a Kielbasa. Uh, and Jen DeLuca, is she related to somebody with the last name LaDuca? Because I would love some free shoes. Okay. On that note, thank you so much for coming on, Alyssa. You are a gem of a human. Rance, you as well. Great to have you here with us. You guys have a great evening. Oh, my gosh. Where can people find you? Social yes. media. Tell yes. all the... The, the findalissa.com stuff. <laughs> so basically, uh, besides just finding me on Facebook like this, my business name is Back in Step Physical Therapy. So you can find me at my website, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't even know what else everywhere. Back in Step, Back in Step Physical Therapy. Yep. That's where yeah. you find me. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Have a good night, Bye. everybody. Bye.